Good morning, Chicago and the rest of the world. Welcome to the Money, Sex, Gen X podcast. I am your host with the most, the man with the plan, the Scotty Pippen of podcast pimping, Mr. And as I say every week, I am never alone. I am joined by the titan of team tech. Uh-huh. Music mogul in the making. Uh-huh. The Rashid Wallace. Uh. Stock market knowledge. Come through. My co-host. Come on. My brother. The homie, Big Stu. We are back. Bo, 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 bo. Big Stu, what is going on, man? Man, everything good under the sun is happening, man right now welcome back man good to see you again man good to see you again man yesterday we had a good time didn't we <laughs> we did shout out to ampr ampr africa porter and melanie l brown two queens you need to know they are on point man and you know uh, um i don't know if the people really realize this but yesterday was the second time in over a year, in almost two years, mm-hmm. that Eric and I met in person. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Second it was time, in, the second time in a year, right? We we met in 2020 in March. Nah, and nah, nah. I remember it was 2019 wow. in Hyde Park. Okay, and then okay. we started working together that 2019 through the pandemic right okay okay and then we started working on the show in 2020 all right wow so that's what it's two years man two years yeah it was cool to see you in person you know we were on the south side which you're from and just to see you in your element was cool (laughs) it was a great day man great photo shoot video shoot man good seeing you good catching up with some old people that was really kind of like my second or third time being out social socially since all of this stuff started back in 2020. So okay, it was cool. It was cool, man. A great time, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it was nice, man. It was refreshing and exciting all at the same time. So that was that indeed, was cool. indeed. What's going on with you, man? How was how was your week? It was good, man. I, I sent you a text yesterday, on, you know, as a friend telling you I, I accomplished one of my goals of um, I want been wanting to get a mountain bike for for years. Got it. And, and it was one of those things where every time I would go to get it, something would happen, you know, just being busy and stuff like that. So I finally got it yesterday. And uh, man, it felt good. Tell me about it. So, so how many inches was it? I think it's or a is it? twenty-one. Is I think it's a twenty-one inch. They said it was the extra large, you know, size okay. of the tall people like you and I would would ride. I think it was twenty-one. Yeah. Okay. Did you take it? Did you did you take it out yesterday? Did you put it out there yesterday? Or you just took it out immediately? Did you? Yeah, I actually rode the, the bike in the in the parking lot before I even put it in the car. You know what I mean? I Damn. stuffed it in the back of my my car or whatever. But I rode it around the park. I know people was looking at me like, wow, this dude, you know. But I rode it around, <laughs> and I stuffed it in the car, brought it to the neighborhood, and then rode it again. So that was Dang. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's great, man. That's uh, I want to shout out my um, my homies, man. They got a bike riding club. Corey Gilkey from Leaders. Uh, Mo Love. Uh, Sean Let. 
that whole crew, they ride their bikes, man. I have they go from like like 31st all the way up to Hollywood or something, man. They go up towards the North Shore and back, bro. They nice. And so shout out to all you, all you bike riders. Bertal, yeah. Bertal, they got the bike riding club. Yeah. I see them on Instagram doing anything. Shout out to all you bike riders, man. Fatal got the uh riding the bikes in Inglewood. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to mention Inglewood. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inglewood ride. He could do this thing for the kids. Shout out to Fatal. Yeah. yeah, man. I love you bike riders, man. All you bike riders out there, y'all dope. Yeah, man. I just joined that fraternity, so I'm looking forward to that. Hey, man, before we get too far in the show, brother, you want to mm-hmm. let them know about this MSG merch? Dang, man. I am slipping today. You got it on, though. The yeah, MSG merch. Go to money sex gen x podcast.com and be sure you go to our merch store and cop you some merch i'm gonna show you what i'm talking about specifically i just want to show you this real quick go to the merch store right here and get you some items there's eric's favorite coffee mug with the red piping we have t-shirts we have throw rugs tank tops for unisex you gotta stay masked up please stay masked up y'all book bags i'm about to cop me these socks e i'm about to cop these socks man okay, uh, okay. i like I'm, I'm into socks real heavy like i'm i'm into socks like i'm into my bow ties oh so, okay I didn't know that. yeah yeah i get all these fancy weird crazy socks man so okay do you um, remember uh our guest maurice george that came on in our season finale yes he's into socks too he ordered some socks to wear with some spe- i think he has some jordans or something to match them up with oh man that's great man that's great that's awesome i saw it i saw that order come through okay. so we have two two different kinds of socks too we have the multi uh logo socks that you see here and then we have the big one logo you know copper pair for you and your lady man okay. above the ankle socks man some leggings man we got some dope stuff on our merch store man so shop money sex gen x.com man that's right. what's up go over there and get your merch yes sir well, i'm actually rocking the the cup with the red piping today i see so i'm in, i'm in effect so, man, today, Stu, we have a topic that has been really, really circulating in, in, uh, in the social media environment and in mainstream media, this concept of the high-value man. And I've been looking mm-hmm. forward to talking to you about this. It's a conversation that's been out there for, for since the beginning of time, but uh, the brother Kevin Samuels, who a lot of you have seen, he got popular making these videos where he's talking, having these conversations with women, but he did also have a video called, are you a mm. high value man? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He gives a definition. He gives a definition for the high value man. He gives a definition. He does. And I was, I wasn't really feeling the feeling him at first until I saw him on Joe Budden's podcast. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to really understand Stu where he was coming from, you know. So for, for, first, before wait, 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 wait. First, let's talk about why weren't you feeling them at first? I don't know, man. It was just something about the swag, or you know, just the way he would. And then I caught, and this is no type of shade mm-hmm. or hate them because mm-hmm. I, I really respect the guy, brother. Now that I did my research or did the knowledge, but the clips that I saw, the way he was talking 
what they cut the way he was talking to the women, I just thought it was disrespectful. But I wasn't seeing the other parts of the conversation. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. I uh, and I, I I want you to finish your thought, your your train of thought. But I wanted to stop there because I'm I'm having these. Uh, I'm trying to understand what it is when I say I don't like something to somebody because he he rubbed me the wrong way the fir- very first time that I ran across him too. Okay. But to be honest, man, I think what it was was it was more admiration showing up as kind of like hate. You know what oh, I mean? Like, wow. Okay. Yeah, 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 it's like, honest. Uh, honest. yeah, 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 yeah. I think I was doing a little more hating than I was. Who are you hating but, on him about, though? I uh, man, um, um, you know how how but how well buttoned up he is. Okay, you know he was he puts he he projects this level of confidence that I aspire. Mm. All right, you know what I mean. So that's real. You know, it reminded me, you know, so that's what it was for me. But then you said you saw him on Joe Buttons, and then you got a, a new appreciation for him. Yeah, I got a new appreciation. I want to um, <laughs> mention my little brother. My little brother, Lamont, is the one who actually put me on. And Kevin Samuels, uh, he came over to my house and spent a couple of days with me about two months ago. He was like, yo, watch this video. <clears throat> so um, sometimes when my brother sends me stuff, I'm like, eh. You know, but I actually watched this video. And I was like, wow. And it was the high value men video. So anyway, fast forward, mm-hmm. caught a couple of clips where he was talking to the women or whatever. Then I saw him on Joe Budden. So what I saw on Joe Budden, this is what I learned. I respect men who understand and know history. The brother is a historian. If you listen to him mm-hmm. talk, the, the, the points that he's making are typically tied to history. He was very clear about the fact that he did not invent the high value conversation. This is a conversation that's been going on since the beginning of time. He made references to other times that we may have seen it. I thought that was good. The third thing that uh, brought brought home to me was this. When we're talking about high value men, Stu, we're not talking mm-hmm. about how good of a father you are. Mm-hmm. Is Stu a nice guy? And, you know, is he fun and all of that? We're not talking about that. He's not talking about that. Kevin wasn't talking about that in his video. He's talking about how does the world value you as it relates to business, your social standing? What is a moment of your time worth? And that's when I really got intrigued more with this conversation. What I want to do, can can we, I don't know if this was part of our program. Can we listen to him a little bit? Can I play a little clip, a small clip from Kevin Samuel? Let's play a small clip. From Kevin Samuels, Mark, don't worry. I know this is this is impromptu, so I'm glad that you I'm glad that you back there because uh, you see how we move, and if we having you back there allows us to move so much smoother. Let's check him out and see what he has to say real quick. All right, but here's the thing: so many people are talking about high value this, high value that, and many times they're actually talking about me and saying as though, well, Kevin said this or Kevin said that. And many people are getting it 100% wrong. So to make sense of all this, I want to give you guys the six basic principles that I define as being high value. Now, again, you don't have to agree with what I'm saying, but this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying a high value man. So 
your mileage may vary your opinion is your opinion but when i'm talking about it this is what i'm talking about so let's get it started first of all let's go over some basic definitions. this this the part this great, the part right here normal in quantity size or intensity value the regard of something held to deserve the importance worth or usefulness of something and man an adult human male so when you put all that together what do you have an adult human male that's greater than normal importance or usefulness to what the group basic economic principle states that the value of something i think that's pretty much we get it right yeah yeah that was good that you showed that no doubt yeah yeah, okay. that, was good. that was good. So, yeah. uh, 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 and, uh, uh, a man that's greater value and of good to his environment, right? For a high value man, exactly, right? exactly. So, uh, you know, when we we're going to talk about this, I actually came up with my own ten points about because it made me think. You know, what do I think a high value man is personally? So, I came up with my own ten points that I want to discuss with you today. I cannot wait to get your feedback. I encourage you to disagree. I encourage us to have a robust dialogue and I want to encourage the culture. Let's keep having this conversation, y'all. We need to keep talking about this. Um, it's very important and consider what your list uh, of a high value man could be. Yeah, I, I, I especially want to hear from the ladies uh, as we get into this. Now, we're not talking about high value women. Fellas, You gotta. we're going to see, are you a high value man, right? So, Eric, it's on you, brother. All right. So we're going to go into our actual factuals, which we do every week where we attempt to bring some facts to the table. Um, right. I know a lot of people, a lot of brothers got upset about this high value man conversation. Um, hope you don't get upset today, but we're just going to explore this topic together. So you talked about the women. Here's where the women come into play real quick, Stu. Have you ever heard of the term hyper, 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 how do you know? Hypergamy. No, no. Let me get this. Hypogamy. H-Y-P-E-R-G-A-M-Y. Hypergamy. 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 It's a mouthful. Hypergamy. <laughs> nah. Never heard of hypergamy. New okay. word to me. New word. I never alert. heard of this until I was watching one of Kevin's videos. Hypergamy is when you marry or form a sexual relationship with a person of superior social or educational background so groupies let's say i'm gonna say it to you one more time and let me know if you have the same comment <laughs> marrying or forming a sexual relationship with a okay. person of superior social or educational background yeah yeah so when we think about this, so a woman is going to be concerned about who is who is a high value man because they're thinking about who do they want to marry, who do they want to form a sexual relationship with in some cases, and this person might be of superior. So it could be a celebrity, could be. But it also could be somebody that has a very high educational background from this definition. Could be a, an executive could be a lot of things right right it could be somebody from a, a, a well-to-do or well-known family mm -hmm. it could be someone who's from a specific community mm. it could be a lot of different things so that's hypergamy so that's one actual fact now we want to always define what is high value we define the terms of what we're talking about commanding a high price due to perceived value mm-hmm 
Okay, so we get all that. All right. There's different types of values, Stu, as you know, monetary, mm-hmm. social, mm-hmm. experience, and mm-hmm. social energy. Okay, those okay. are types of high value. Um, then you get into this conversation, Stu, about what's the difference between quality and value. Value often includes a price. So when we say what is a high value man, we get back to economics. It has to do with what the market is willing to pay this type of person or get a moment of their time where quality. And this is the part that I think a lot of people got upset about. That doesn't depend on price. So it's like, is Stu a good husband or father and all of that? That's the quality conversation. Nothing matters when it comes to that. Right. So that's a whole different conversation. We're talking about what is Eric and Stu's value in the marketplace. Okay. Um, and in the word value, usefulness or worth of something relative, again, to a price, a comparison of value that is given. Thank you to our research team for pulling that out. So we're talking about economics here, talking about perceived value in the marketplace. And, and and Kevin says, he gives a real number. I'm going to see if you agree with this number. Kevin said $10,000 a month if you live in Atlanta, according to Atlanta's living uh, living standard of living. According to Atlanta's standard of living, and you would you would uh, correct or re um, recalibrate based on where you live in the in the country compared to Atlanta. But if you make ten thousand dollars a month consistently for at least three years, where you're just scratching the surface, five years or more, economically you are a high value man. And ten thousand dollars a month income. I agree. Or, or great. You agree with that? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay. Do you? I would have to agree with that. Okay. That's a good number. That's a that's good, a good number. number. That's a good number. Now, now, for people that's living in Chicago, New York, and LA, please understand your 10000 compared to Atlanta might be a little bit lower. Because so in New York, you know, that 10000 could be 8000 a month. In Chicago, it may be six seven eight thousand L- la and maybe you know same thing but if you're in atlanta you should be making ten thousand dollars a month in order to be considered a high value man step one economically one so i'm gonna i want to add on to that i feel like that hundred thousand dollar a year number is symbolic so even if you live in chicago memphis philly whatever i think in this conversation that hundred thousand dollar income is symbolic of high value mm-hmm. that's my personal opinion so no it's you're saying it don't matter where you at 100 racks a month period yeah no matter where like you it's, it's symbolic it's symbolic. Okay. yeah all right and, and let's, let's talk about this why why so you said you agree with i'm curious to see why do you agree with that that that's relevant Why do I agree with the hundred hundred thousand uh well ten thousand a month? Well, I mean you you got to be a producer, so you got to be about something. You have to have something going for yourself. You have to be a go getter. That's that does demand a lot. Command demand and commands a lot of that individual who can bring in that to- that sort of revenue 
regularly and consistently over time. No doubt. True indeed. So that's what I, that's what I, that's like, you got to commit to that. You got to be about that life. Right. I agree. Totally. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to see where you were coming from with that. All right. So we're on the same page with that. So that was number one on my list, actually. Some of my list includes what Kevin was saying, and then I have my own stuff. So number two, and this was on Kevin's list, and we're talking about Kevin Samuels. Um, his list had group acceptance. Mm-hmm. The fact that other high-value people accept you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with that one? 100% agree. Birds of a feather flock together. Your friends are shit. You probably are. What is that term? What's that, that saying that... You're the sum, your value, your net worth is the sum of the five, your five closest friends or allies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you got to be a, you got to have a circle of influence that resembles what you're about. That's you right. Shouldn't, you shouldn't be the guy that makes a hundred thousand or more, but you're hanging out with the cats that's, you know, not. Let me right. just say it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I might differ a little bit on that part. I think it, for me, it me and I, this, I know this is open for interpretation. Everybody's going to have their own interpretation. What I would say about that, it does I, to me, it doesn't mean you don't hang with people who don't make that money or that are high value. It just means that if there's a group of other high value people, they they are going to be like, hey, he is high value. They're going to recognize you. They're going to invite you around. They don't mind hanging around you. Exactly. They see the value in you. They accept you. All right, you. It's his own little fraternity of sorts. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, this is just me and Stu's interpretation. We invite you to come up with your own. Well, well and then why? Before you go, like, why even? Why was this topic even important to you? Wow, I'm glad you asked that. I never, I've never even heard this conversation before. I'm like. I'm, as as far as I am out there in age, I've never been spoken to about this. Uh, so so okay so okay that's cool, but why? I mean, I, what what are we what are we men supposed to do with this? How do we how do we how do we use this today? First, I know, I and mean, we haven't even really gotten into it. We're about to define because one of the questions, guys, ladies, I want you to look at the guys that you're dealing with, or. The men in your life, men, I want you to look at yourself because we're going to get to this question. Eric is going to bring it up. He's going to ask you, are you a high value man? But we're going to define all it first, but we're going to get to that. But are you a high value? So if I find out that I am a high value man, e, what can I do with that? If I find out that I'm not a high value man today, are you going to help me figure out how to be one? Or, you know, why do I, why do I need to be one? Do I need to be a high value man? Why would I want to be one? It's a lot of questions in that question. It is. I think those are all great questions. I don't think a person needs to be high value. Uh, I think it's a decision that you make de- depending on how you, what you want to do in your life. What do you do with the information? It could give you some insight as to why you're not moving at the level that you would like to move um, in your life. Like I, I talk to a lot of people sometimes, they'll be frustrated that they're not further along in life. This conversation gives you a little bit of insight as to how people may perceive you. Mm, mm, Those people that you're trying to tap into to mm, get to where you really, really want to go. They're mm. sort of using some of this criteria to evaluate. Are you valuable enough to be taken seriously in these contexts? Mm -hmm. 
So that that's how I see it. Um, and then, yeah, the question of are you a high value man? If you say, yeah, I want to be a high value man, Stu, like I really do want to do that. That's good because a lot of people could hear this conversation earlier than maybe you and I did. I never okay. had this conversation in my life until mm. now. And that's not good. Mm. I just I figured out a couple of things on my own, which was great. But what if somebody had just laid this out for me when I was 18 or 17? Oh, OK. That's useful. Yeah, that was useful. a great question. Great. Question. One, one, of, one of the things that I got from Kevin Sanders particularly is when you were talking about the type of women or let me just say the type of relationships and it was in, intimate relationships in this case. When it comes to the types of intimate relationships that you are looking for, you desire to be in, then you need to ask yourself, well, you say you want all of these things, fellas, from this woman. Are you demanding that? Are you the high, are you the dude that should that deserves it? Are you a high value man? You asking for these high value experiences in your relationship. Are you a high value man first? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's keep going, man. Now you got some more stuff for us, man. Yeah, you just made me think about something else. Too. Come on, bring it, bring it. I'm glad you said that. So sometimes by, by evaluating this type of criteria, you learn that some people are just sort of fronting on you a little bit, meaning that you actually are high value, but they're trying to play you like you're not. And and I'm glad you said that. Uh, my, 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 my spirits is... I'm having brunch, y'all. So it's about to get on and popping in a minute, man. But and I think sometimes, and I said it yesterday when we were meeting, fellas, maybe you are just a little too insecure to recognize that you are a high value dude. Mm. Okay. Right. Okay. Maybe yeah, you yeah. just maybe maybe you're afraid of the concept of being high value, and so you just dumb down. Let's see. You discount your value. No question. Yes. So when you should be leveling up, you fall back and date down. Date down. Yeah. Or accept opportunities that are really be really you should be beyond at that. You should be above it. Yeah. But you you your comfort zone is where you at when you really should be leveling up. You probably are have value due, but you scared or too insecure to accept your royalty wow yeah man that's heavy that's heavy and then that brings me to something else you're making a lot of connections for me today come on man what, what if you are too insecure to accept are not a high okay 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 mark get this Stu's moment of transparency <laughs> Stu's moment of transparency, man. Give it to him. Give it to him. Ooh, this is uh, this is oh my goodness. I have broken up with women, high successful women, mm -hmm. because I was intimidated by them and didn't recognize my own value as a man. Damn. I'm talking. Doctors, not PhDs. I'm talking doctors. Yeah. A doctor. High powered, man. This this one woman was making in the twos. Okay. Okay. High six figures. Yeah. Chose me. 
I got chosen, but got spooked. Yeah. An okay. attorney. Hmm. Principal. But didn't recognize my own high value, so sabotaged the relationship. Yeah, man. That happens far too often out here. You're a real G for admitting that. You Damn. know, men would admit that on camera live. Damn. Stu's moment of disclosure. That, that was real. Yeah, man. I mean, now I want to ask you so. At this point in your life, though, what can you quickly tell people? Like, how did you get to like if you were to encounter those same? I know you're in a relationship, yeah, that, but like, say you weren't and then you encounter some of those people again to in this day and time, would you be in a different space mentally about that? So, I am in a different space mentally, E, and a lot of this conversation, being a high value man, comes with to me. Um, your level of maturity as a man. And so the other part of that, those comments that I just made is I wasn't mature as I wasn't as mature then as I am now. Yeah. Yeah. So today in my relationship, my entering this relationship was had everything to do with me recognizing my value and my unwillingness to date down unwillingness to date down in this in this stage in my life my relationship is a level up for me more than just the exterior uh toys and gadgets and things mentally spiritually mentally and spiritually and that's a level up that's a level up that's kind of a remix of what kevin samuels is talking about but uh, the the high value as a man is like recognizing where you are, man, and who you are and what you are willing to accept and unwilling to, to, to accept. Yeah, because it sounds like you are a living example of, of hypergamy based on what you just said, right? Uh, bring that, bring that definition up. back. <laughs> so basically dating up and, you know, dating up and not dating down. Yeah, but wait a minute. It says something about for social status or education. Mm-hmm. But I said it was a beyond that. More in addition to that, it's also spiritual. Okay. Mental. I got you. Yeah. Let's I guess keep I, going. This is the heavy I conversation. I, I, I don't want to get caught up on this, but I guess I include that in social. But no, I got you. I got you. Marrying or forming a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. Marrying or forming with a person of superior so, see so my mind is not hypergamy because mine is not superior social or educational it's beyond that so no yeah no, no. i got you All right. I, I used to be about that e is what i was saying oh i, see. I used to be on that okay okay she drive a benz she lives she got a big house she make x amount of money i was only rocking with that got you got you Hey, y'all, if you are just turning in, you are rocking out with the Money, Sex, Gen X podcast. This is season four, episode two. Are you a high value man? Um, you're here with Eric and Stu, and we're going through what we believe or a list that I made about are you a high value man? I'm getting Stu's feedback. So let's keep going. Let's go, man. All right. So number three is having a network. Now, this is something that I see a lot of people get confused about. I was confused about it when I was younger. We think sometimes that having a network means ha- knowing a lot of people. 
I interact with quite a few people. They're quick to tell you who they know, which is cool. That's great that you know a lot of people. But in, in Kevin's definition, I tend to agree with this. It's not about just knowing the people. It's knowing other useful people. Mm. Right. So you might be like, yeah. hey, I know I know the mayor or whatever. OK, cool. Can you get the mayor to do something? Mm. Can you call mm. the mayor and make something happen? Right. Oh, I know mm -hmm. people quickly always tell you, I know this celebrity. I grew up with him. That's cool. Love it. But can you call that NBA player and get him to donate some money to your charity? Right. right. So right. that's a network. What do you think about that? I agree 100 percent. I used to uh, call it who, who will answer the phone for me. Who will answer the phone for you? Who will answer the phone for me, man? So, so this, this one's pretty straightforward. Let's keep moving. Yeah. So yeah. number four on my list, and I got this one from Kevin again, um, image, LinkedIn level value at a glance. So here's what he said about this, and I thought this was worded very well. If you're high value, I can just glance at your LinkedIn, for example, and I know exactly whether you're valuable or not. I know what you really? do quickly. I don't have to figure nothing out. Same mm -hmm. thing, even if we're not in the digital environment, when I see your representation somewhere, I'm clear about what Stu does. It's clear. Mm -hmm. There's no question marks. Mm -hmm. I like that one. I like that. I like that. I like you're that. Really Keep going. That's right. Thumbs up. I agree. Thumbs I agree up. with that. All right. So LinkedIn level at a glance value. Right. And if you're a young professional out there, I want you to encourage you all take a look at your LinkedIn or, or some, you know, one of those things and ask somebody from your network that you respect, take a look at my LinkedIn and let me know, is it clear how I add value to the marketplace from my LinkedIn profile and just see and, what and, it comes back. And if you, if you are dissing LinkedIn, you got to ask yourself, why are you dissing LinkedIn? Because it is the place for the professionals. It's the number one platform for professionals in the world in the world yes. so if you dissing linkedin because they too stiff on linkedin they don't they're not making jokes and posting funny fight videos and, and you got to ask yourself why that's right are you dissing them so recheck that yeah and, and again it doesn't need to be linkedin just your overall profile all right let's go number five on my list now this is where i don't i'm not going with kevin anymore i'm kind of branching off i believe that high value men have experienced a great deal of failure mm. failure mm -hmm. something that you and i talk we've talked about this since season one our All failures mm -hmm. whether it be failed relationships failed mm -hmm. businesses failed educational mm -hmm. pursuit i don't care what it is Mm -hmm. I would like to see, before I say somebody's high value, a history of failure, and I want to talk about why. But first, I want to get Stu's take. Yeah, because uh, particularly if you've had some failures and you're still in it, it tends to show your resiliency, your fight, right? And it, and it also definitely is the number one way to give you some to prove that you have experience by your failures, what you failed at. Yeah, so I agree with that. Yeah, and it, it shows that you're action oriented. Um, mm -hmm. I have a saying on my Facebook profile that says "fail faster." Mm -hmm. Somebody yep. reached out to me one day. They're like, "Man, what do you mean by that?" What I mean by that is, people who are the most successful, when you look back at their history, they don't sit around thinking and 
theorizing and all that. They're out there doing stuff. And so the more you're doing stuff, naturally, you're going to fail quite a bit because you're in motion. You're in action. So inevitably, you're going to fail. But those failures lead to a high level of success. Indeed, 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 indeed. Let's keep going. What else you got? Because you got 10 points. I got 10. We're at number six. Now, when after I say this one, this is what I want us to do, Stu. I want us to start comparing these two people that we think are high value that we're willing to mention to see if this is stacking up. Other I, other high value people, dudes. And, and actually, yeah. the whole time I've been looking at my own personal network. Okay. I'm thinking about my own personal network. And I I could call I could I could do some name drops, but you're in there and a couple other few other people that I value are in my network and I'm thinking about those those men. Okay. Maybe maybe we can do it where we mention celebrities only since so we don't have to get personal, but like okay. these are people that the viewers kind of know also. You know, this is okay. Shit. All right, all right, that's what's up. All right, boom. Number six on my list here consistency plus evolution. evolution consistency plus evolution what you mean by the evolution part what's evolution you evolving change adapting is that yeah, what you mean? yeah. You? more than yeah it's like if if we're the same person that we were 10 years ago are we really a high value man it's kind of a hard argument well wait a minute and then you have to you have to dissect that a little bit because I would I would venture to say I'm the same dude that I was when I was 16. And I don't mean your core character. I'll be a little deeper. I'm talking about uh, the way you interact with. Uh, how can I explain this? The total sum of who you are, I don't believe is the same as what it was 10 years ago. You are the same personality, the same values and all that. But just the what you've contributed to the world. It's not the same from 10 years ago. Evolve. I, I I would. Okay. I get it. I understand. Now, some people might ask, where does the consistency come in? Well, we talked about it at the beginning of this conversation, just the $100,000 mark or the $120,000. Anybody can make $100,000 one time, right? Right. Right. Just right. using salary as an example. But to do it over and over, it shows that you truly understand the dedication that it takes to do something like that over and over. Mm -hmm shows a level of proficiency that many may not have. Um, just being consistent in general. I look at people's profiles sometimes, even on social media, and sometimes it'll be like, this person is presenting themselves one way today, one way another day. It can be confusing. Hmm. So you could be a high value man, but it doesn't look like it because every time I'm looking at you in a digital environment, for example, you seem to be a different person. So it's hard to trust that, you know what I mean? So some people are like, well, I want to change my hair every five minutes. I want to, that's fine. But if you're looking for trust, mm -hmm. you might have to re-examine that potentially. Hmm. Agree or disagree? Let's, let's, let's see how you feel. I like the consistency. You got to be consistent. And I'm thinking about, you know, consistently bringing innovation, consistently growing, consistently leveling up. Yeah, yeah. Consistently adding value, consistently, yeah, being a stand-up dude. That's what we call it. You're a stand-up guy. You're a stand-up dude. Yeah. All right. I'm with it. I got it. Okay. Agree. All right. So that's number six. Number seven. This is something that I came up with. 
what is your body of work? So you're saying a person come up to you like, man, yeah, I'm a high value dude. You know what I mean? What I'm going to say to them or be looking at is what have you done? What have you done for me lately? Now, what have you done for the market lately, man? Like, you know, what's going So what have you done? Have you formed an organization? Have you built $10 million businesses? Whatever it is. What, mm -hmm. have, what have you done? How does the market value you? Yeah. Yeah. And this would go into why they value you like that. If you're if you have a track record, say you're a political strategist mm -hmm. and you've gotten 10 Chicago aldermen elected mm -hmm. over the last couple of years. OK. Yeah, you've you've earned that value. You have a track record that we can point to. I want to hear from the guys. I want to hear from the men out there. Do y'all agree with what Eric Eric's actual factuals? Do you agree with his 10 points? He's at number eight right now. I think this is eight, right? Yeah, we got eight coming up. This is eight. This is number seven so far. Can you go over the just real quick the first seven that you've done so far, E? Yes, sir. Yes, recap, sir. Recap the first seven. Yeah. So the number one was money. Uh, we're talking about 100K a year for three to five years. Talking about group acceptance was number two. So other high value people accept you. Three is a network, knowing other useful people. Number four was um, your value being able to be conveyed at a glance. We, mm -hmm. we talked about LinkedIn. Can I look at your LinkedIn and see your value at a glance and not have to figure out anything? Number mm -hmm. five, failure. Um, people who are action oriented. So they're doing stuff all the time and they fail and they have that mm -hmm. history of failure, but that leads to great success. Six, consistency plus evolution. Mm -hmm. So you're consistently adding value and you're consistently evolving as a human being, mm -hmm. right? And some people will be like, well, didn't you say that this has nothing to do with the quality that you are as a person? Yeah, it does. But we're talking about even in you adding value economically, that you're continuing to evolve. That might even be something like evolving your income. If you're at the same income, say you made 100K 10 years ago and you had 100K 10 years later, man, that's not, that's not evolution. But it is consistency, but it's not an evolution. You should theoretically be at 150, 200, for example. Hey, hey yo, and that's, that's, was that number seven right there? That was number six. And what's number seven? Number seven is what is your body of work? What have you done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all, y'all should bite back, man. Let me let us know. Let us know if you agree with Eric's seven points so far. We're about to get into his eighth one. Yep, yep. And uh, I'm gonna add on a number seven real quick. It, that kind of speaks, and I think this is important to say. If you feel like you're a high value man or you want to be a high value man one day, you got to ask yourself, what are you skilled at? Mm -hmm. What are you skilled at, Stu? What can you do at a very, very high level? And you got to sit with yourself and really think about that sometimes. Like, man, what do I know how to do? If I write out a list, would that list be satisfactory? Rosalind Alcott says, can there be levels of high value? according to class or something like that? Can there be high value in among pe poor people? Is that what she's saying? Versus high value among the nouveau riche? Is that what she's asking? Yeah, yeah. 
I, I would I would be hard pressed to say that you, that you could there couldn't be levels to. They always say there's level to this. You know, there's levels to this. Yeah, of course. You know, might be somebody who's high value in the hood, but they don't make nearly a hundred thousand. But because that that would not that would not be in alignment with that environment is Roslyn is that what we're saying is that what we're asking let us know if we're, we're getting you on that uh I'll use Nas for example he's a hip-hop hero of mine but now he's becoming a business hero of mine so I might be like yeah I'm a high value man but I'm not high value on the same level as Nas I'm not uh and I would look right Jay-Z I'm not I'm not 400 million a year I still may fit the criteria but they're just more evolved in that space yeah yeah yeah. they're higher high valued yeah 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 okay yep so maybe that's what Roslyn's talking about but you can't Roslyn so yes you can economically you can be we're saying at least a hundred thousand a year at least a hundred thousand a year consistently and then it's just up from there up at least from that end. up from there yeah and and we and it gets more granular than that to me sometimes because i always ask people what is a moment of your time worth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, how much does it cost me to talk to big Stu in his profession or what he's highly skilled at mm-hmm. she says yes Roslyn says yes perhaps in brackets or even outside of money yeah are you yeah. a high value man yeah yeah, yeah. Can there be levels of hop? Yeah, can uh, pra- absolutely. Yes, Rosalind. Yes, we agree with yeah. you. So yeah. Thank you for chiming in. So let's go to number eight. Number eight is social experience. Social experience. I came up with this one by doing some research this week. So if you are high value, I would say that you are adept socially. You know how to move in social circles when you you know how to speak with people, you know how to have a level of charm, interact with people um, in a way that inspires confidence and respect. Uh, It's kind of hard, in my opinion, to be high value if you don't have that social experience. It may come easier for some than others, but that's another one of those sort of love, hell or right or trial and error. The more you do it, the better you get socially. Okay. Is that also a part of being like a world traveler as well? Or is that something different? E? I think it's the same. Because I, I, I feel like when you go to other countries and you interact with different people, it helps you when you get back home. Yeah. You just have a broader perspective or view. Yeah. Got that perspective. Okay. No doubt. All right. So now we have number nine, Stu, which is impact plus influence. Impact yeah. plus influence. What do you got to say about those? Impact plus influence. Who? How? How? Who are you impacting? How are you creating impact? Are you a game changer? Okay. Yeah. Do you have a Midas touch of your own? Will are you able to get people to in a right direction? Are you the Harriet Tubman of whatever it is that you're doing to a degree? Impact plus influence. Mm-hmm. Do people yeah, you gotta have some influence, man. Do people listen to you? Yeah. Do people listen to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this doesn't always have we have this term influencer on social media, but it could be you know real life, like you know, somebody will call you for advice, mm-hmm. or you like, hey man, you might want to think about this, and they actually consider it. Like, oh, okay, Stu said mm-hmm. that. Let me let me go ahead and think about that. 
do you get your flowers? Some people say they want their flowers now. I can you say that people call you and give you your flowers today? Do people give you your flowers right now? Yeah. 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 You know, sometimes you get that phone call, man, and that's just like somebody's calling just to show appreciation. Mm-hmm. They are constantly telling how much they appreciate you right. today while you're here. If you if you constantly consistently get that feedback that's your impact and influence right there absolutely, absolutely. yeah all right yeah, something that you and i do between each other we we're constantly telling each other man i appreciate you or pointing out to other people what the contributions were and all of that because only only because you deserve it bro only because yeah, you deserve it, it man it's deserved but it's communicated yeah and so yeah that's that's yeah. part of impact impact and influence now we got number 10 and then I want to go to the analysis of actual people against these criteria. Number 10 is the one that I like the most and it is power. P O W E R. Power. The ability to to get things done. Done. Okay. All right. Power. You got to check yourself. You got to check yourself. All right. How much can you get things done to what level, what degree? Because that power is going to also go back to that impact. Yeah, it does. It does. All right. Yes, it does. Yep. So the ability to get things done. I'm going to run through these real quick one more time if somebody's just jumping on. So we had 10 things that we fill out a criteria or I had this conversation with Stu. So money is number one. Group acceptance is number two. Network. Four is image. Five is failure. Six is consistency and evolution. Number seven is what is your body of work, Stu? Eight is social experience. Number nine was impact plus influence. And then we landed on number 10, which is power. Being useful to people in groups by getting things done. Mm. We got a question from a young boy, a young nephew. Lava boy, a.k.a. Laval, Lavelle, money status, looks of confidence. Which is the most important? Hmm. Money status, looks, or confidence? Interesting. You want to go at it first, E? Ah, man, that's a good question, Lava Boy. Um, I would say in this conversation, status. Because wow. we're talking about, we got to remember, we're talking about value in the marketplace. So you could be nice looking and be very confident, but not necessarily have value economically. You could. Some people have that that holy trinity and have all of that. But I'm talking about right now, we're saying, well, hey, you could be nice looking. You could be very confident. I know many people like that. They're nice looking. They're confident. But are they valuable in the marketplace? No. So I would say status. What about you? I'm going to I'm I'm going a different direction. Okay, let's hear. I think you need confidence over everything. Mm. I think the confidence is what gets you to the bag. I think your confidence could be attractive, and your confidence will get you the status. And I think the confidence first because confidence is mental mm, okay so i'm going confidence lava boy 
I can rock with that. So I said, Stu says confidence. So if you out there, let us know what you think. Now, I want us to now do this analysis. So let's see who's out there in the media that we would say fit this criteria of being a high value man. Hold that one second, E. Hold that, hold that, hold that segment one second because we have one more question. And then let's get to that segment. Value. value in the marketplace or valuable to women? It's this follow-up question, question to you when you said status. Or or are he saying, is this are we talking valuable in the marketplace or valuable to women? I think we're talking the marketplace, whether that's a job, women. Yeah, it includes both. Yep. Okay. So marketplace. Okay. Let's go to that segment. Let's do the analysis. So who do we know that embodies these 10 characteristics or traits of a high-value man? LeBron James? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I got to mention Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Nas, I just mentioned. What about, what about, what about Kanye? Hmm. Now that's interesting. Let me let me go back through this. Now I gotta look. Now <laughs> he's got the money. He's got the impact. Yeah, I would have to say yes. I would have to say yes. I'm a, I'm a. I feel like Kanye is a creative genius. So that alone, to me, has made him hit all of these different categories. Right, his creativity and creating products that pe- that resonate with people, whether it be an album, shoes, clothes, whatever it is. So. Yeah, I would say yes. What about? I don't know. Let's go with a, a, a money bag, yo. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. And maybe I should, but I just don't know. What I'm about a G, a G Herbo? All right, let's go back through it. G Herbo. Ah. Uh, I don't know him that well. I think he seems to have a big impact from what I can tell. He's from he's a Chicago artist. Chicago I know that. Drill rapper. And it seems like he has an international following at this point. Mm-hmm. I would have to say yes. Wow. I'm trying to think of somebody. Is there anybody in the okay? Here's one. Thank you, Betty. What up, Kenya Barris? Kenya Barris, <laughs> one of your favorite guys. No question, man. I can't wait till that second season come out. Um, yeah, man, I gotta say Kenya Barris. I mean, that's where these levels come in because his is at to me one of the highest levels because he's in the um, entertainment industry. He's writing shows that everyone loves. So, I mean, is there anybody in that in that space who would not like if if you got and if everybody, if you got celebrity status, then that, then aren't you high value? Like, who would we know that's not high value? Like, we wouldn't know that person. The sure. value of knowing them is not not enough for us to know. Right. I, I think you're right about that. If we don't, if we know them and they're in and they're a celebrity, I believe they would fit the criteria because we're talking about the marketplace now. We got to remember, we're not talking about is he a nice person and is he funny? And we're not talking about none of that. Is he a good father and all that? I'll give you an example. Would you say Lamar Odom is high value, man? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So we're not talking about none of this other stuff that you might know about Lamar. We're talking about 
value in the marketplace. And I agree, he's absolutely out of value. All right, let me let me give you one. Um, oh, oh, OJ Simpson. Is OJ Simpson a high value man? Wow. That's interesting. Did you wow. see that video that he did last week where he was talking to LeBron James about um, LeBron's tweets about the young lady that got killed in Ohio by the police? No, wait, OJ Simpson was? Yeah, he did a video where he was talking directly to LeBron and he was kind of saying, you know, you need to sometimes we need to hold back before we tweet this stuff and really evaluate the situation and all this stuff. I watched it. It was interesting. It's about 10 minutes. Is OJ Simpson a high value man? E, don't get off the subject. Don't change the subject. You know, I OJ face to think about it, man. I'm, I'm gonna have to push that one on you, Stu. Like, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. OJ still getting paid, bro. OJ still getting paid. He's powerful. Um, he's powerful. He's got influence. He's got the body of he's, work. He's in history. He's been he's consistent. Failed. He's failed. He's failed. He's yeah. He he's not he's not a murderer, right? He wasn't. He, he was. He's a, he's not convicted of any any murder. So you know, is OJ Simpson a high value man? Yes. Please let us know in the comments if you think OJ Simpson is a high value man. All right. <laughs> what about what about your boy that just got knocked out by Jake Paul, Nate Robinson? Did his value go down after getting knocked out by Jake Paul, man? It did. It did. Yeah. But that's a failure, right? Yeah. Still, is he still high value? And Roslyn, say, yeah. Roslyn wants to know if OJ does he does OJ still have value uh, influence? Are you talking about OJ Roslyn or are you talking about um Nate Robinson? She's talking, I'm sure I think she's talking OJ. Rosa, let us know. Put uh, does OJ still have influence? And 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 Lava Boy says high value beta. Wow. <laughs> and Rosa's talking OJ. Mm, okay. Does OJ still yeah. have influence? He does. I think he does. For all of it, OJ's OJ is made, made it to Jesus, Jesus level. level. And what I mean by that is, is look, Tupac is made it to Jesus level. Like when they die, their story will live on for eternity. That's what I mean when I say Jesus level. OJ's story is here for eternity. You know, DMX is here for eternity. Tupac, eternity. Was DMX a high value man? Damn. I'm going to just jump in front of you with that. He was. To me, he was. So I'm gonna just say that before. Damn. So is, is this a what's that posthumous? Post, what's that? Post, what's that? Post, posthumous. Posthumous. Is was he high value? When yeah, he was. Even when he fell, even when he fell off, he was still impact and influence. Man, he had that down crazy. Like he was. You know, I you know I don't know, but then with, with DMX, I'm saying quickly that he was, but like for example, I keep reading these reports of people in the music industry saying that they failed, people failed him when he needed their help the most, and if those people that failed him were high value, did he have the group acceptance that we're talking about? 
No, I don't buy that shit, man. Fuck that. I don't I do not buy that that narrative. I saw a video of a dude going off about the black people failed DMX. Fuck that. No, we didn't. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. It's look, people when it look, this is my two cents and call it my ignorance or whatever you want to call it. You can't help people that don't want to be helped. All the help if people if look, if the dude want to do drugs. And he hasn't, or they haven't gotten, this person is doing drugs. And if that person hasn't gotten to the point for themselves, where they're like, I want to stop doing this. I need help. That's the only time they succeed. When when that individual says to themselves, I don't want to do this anymore. So. And when everybody is, they trying to do interventions and everybody's saying, but we, you should, this is so bad. If they ain't feeling that, they's like, well, shit, I still try. I'm still trying to get high. Then ain't nothing you can, is, you don't, no, we didn't fail now. Nope. And this ain't no knock against people who used and abused or DMX. This is no defamation of his life or nothing. I'm just saying, having dealt with family members, who have abused drugs and having I know firsthand if they're not ready to be off of it, they there's nothing you could do. So, no, I don't agree that black people fail DMX at all, not at all, not at all. DMX made his choice. I think the argument, and I still think what you're saying is relevant though, they're saying the, the music industry failed, not black people. Like, the well, what, was they, what was they supposed to do? Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I would like to know from people like Swizz Beats and whoever this is that is saying these things is, what do you mean specifically? Do you know about something behind the scenes that the average person wouldn't know about as to DMX trying to get help and he was refused? Yeah, right. Like, you know, I'll tell you the NBA before Mark Cuban came along, they had failed uh, your boy, uh, the Muslim dude that played for. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, uh, Chris, uh, I can't think of his name, but he was homeless on the streets. He had a mental issue. Delonte West. Delonte West, man. The NBA had failed him until Mark Cuban went out there and scooped him up, gave him a place, because he was on the streets. He was literally living, he was homeless. That's a failure by an industry. I think DMX was still doing movies. DMX was in movies recently in 2020, so... Nah, man, I don't think. I, well, again, I think I like what you said. You, I want to hear the instances in which people feel like he was failed by a group of people. Yeah, right. I'd like to know that. I'd yeah. like to know that for sure. But uh, I guess he, uh, I want to know, and I don't know if this is the right time. Are you a high valued man? Before I answer that question. Okay. You know, I'm gonna throw it back at you. I wanna I wanna do this real quick. Okay, let's do this analysis. So we went through the list, right? What would you say that I don't even care about what your answer is right now, as far as whether you are or you're not, but say you're just knowing your history out of these 10 items, which ones do you think you personally need to work on the most? As an entrepreneur. It's the number one. It's the number one. Money. Being, the, the consistently bringing in 10K a month consistently. Okay. That's the number one. That's the number one I need to work on. Okay. Okay. All right. Number one. That's cool. Yeah. 
I would say for me, and you know, I'm not really into this like that, but if we're talking, if we're having this conversation, we're having it. So number 10, I would say power. Mm. I think that's one of those things where it's levels to this. Like you can have a degree of power, but mm-hmm. that's one of those things that I think could really evolve over time if you give it the proper attention. I know sometimes when people hear that word power, they're like, it sounds like a negative. Negative, yeah. Thing, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the organization down the street that serves homeless children is trying to raise 100K real quick. Can they call Eric and get that paper you know, in that phone call and get connected to the right people to meet their goal, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or they're trying to close a street that is very, very important to a specific organization. Can they call Eric and stop it? Mm. Those types of things. That's power. That's the first one I was saying, because I always get confused between power and influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to know. Well, I can give you my, my definition. Influence is when you can get people to do things. So do things that you've suggested. So you might be like, E, I'll give you an example. You asked me to get a green screen for the show. Mm. I'm a person that when people typically ask me to do things, the first thing I might say in my mind is like, nah. Exactly. You asked me to get it, I got it. Dang. That's influence. But I don't have nothing to do with power. That's something. What's power? What's power? Power is is when you are useful. Your it's utility. It's like your ability to be useful in a situation. It's usefulness. So I call you, and I need to use you to get something very specific accomplished. That's power. Lava Boy says he read a definition of power is the amount of control you have over the direction of your life. Yeah, that's good. I would expand that to say the amount of control you have over the direction of your life and others, other people's mm. lives. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. Thanks, Lava Boy, for all your interaction today. Y'all drop y'all questions. Let's reset real quick, E. You all are tuned into the Money Sex Gen X podcast. We are here every Sunday. 11:30 a.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live and YouTube. Check us yeah. out at moneysexgenxpodcast.com. Shout out to everybody in the UK and Asia, all yeah. across the United States. Yep. Brooklyn, Chicago, Evanston, Milwaukee. I could go on and on. Yeah. You are here at the Money Sex Gen X podcast. Season four, episode two. Are you a high-valued man? Women. My question in women is, do you have a high-value man? (laughs) Let me start some shit today. Do you want a high-value man? Do you want a high-value? And what what about, let's talk real real quick. What if you're not a high-value man? What does that mean? Nothing. No Uh, It means you don't want to be. Right. Some people don't want to be high value men. I've I've seen that. They don't care nothing about none, nothing we're talking about right now. And are we suggesting that women or people should only be attracted to high value men? We certainly are not. It just it's a just a story. <laughs> you could have a guy who's a really good dude. He's a quality man, but he's not necessarily high value. There's nothing wrong with that, ladies. There's nothing wrong with uh, Miss Betty 
says yes. I'm assuming. I don't want to assume. What you saying yes to, Betty? <laughs> I want to know what you're saying yes to. All men should be high value men, or are you saying yes to women should only be dating a high value man? Hmm. What you saying yes to, Miss Betty? Shout out to Betty in the building. No doubt, no doubt. Shout out to Betty. This is a great conversation, man. I, I have been waiting so long. After I made been was made aware. That's the that's the reason why I think this is so important. Like all of these young people that are watching this, you all get to sort of start exploring this early. How you think about Kevin Samuel? What you think about how Kevin Samuel's be coming at these women, man? I think he'd be coming at their heads properly, proper and in order, though. Yeah, I understand it better now. I mean, he's trying to infuse a dose of what I think he feels is reality. You know, he's basically saying, like, you want this guy that's a baller, but you're not you're not on that level. You ain't you ain't have you want to have value, dude, but you ain't have value. Yeah. So and, and you know what? I watched these millennials. I can't remember the name of the podcast, but they were young cats and it looked like they were high value dudes. And they were like, um, and then this is off of a glance, but um, they were saying that the thing that bothers them is, is when they're dating that a lot of women don't understand that if you want to be with a high value man, there's responsibilities and roles that come with that. Ooh. And a lot of women either Ooh. don't understand it or they don't want to do it. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. E. We need to talk about Cause it. Cause I, I, man, I'm man. We, that's a converse. That's a whole nother conversation about, and I, I keep coming back to it low key. I think I was ahead of my time. These doggone gender roles, mm. gender roles in, in heterosexual relationships specifically. I cannot speak to anything outside of a heterosexual relationship. I cannot argue. But I'm talking gender roles and heterosexual relationships. It seems like we know we skating over that conversation. We are. We are. We to you want a high value man, you expect a man to do certain things. My question, and I'm man, listen, I'm be very blunt with this question. What are you giving in return outside of some kitty cat? Yeah, we need to talk about this for a few minutes, and we got time too. We we're doing good on time. And Miss Betty cleared it up. She's saying, Yes, you're a high value man. She has a high value man. Oh, okay. That's what Betty is saying. Okay, okay. <laughs> It's my wife chiming in. Thank you. Appreciate that. Every man wants to be high value. Anyone who says anything else is showing false humility, with the exception of monks. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I do disagree with him on that. I mean, I've met so many people in my life. There's people I've met. They don't care nothing about this, man. But I, I respect it. I respect your comment. All right, so now we, so we're, I had a, a point that I wanted to bring up real quick. It was, was it about the gender roles, the roles in the, in the relationship? Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to get back to that. So I wanted to ask you, so if a, if a woman is going to be with a high, and ladies, don't worry, we're going to get to the next season about what is a high value woman, believe that. But right now, I want to ask you if, you, if a woman is with a high value man, what do you think some of her expectations should be um, in terms of what will be required from her. So you got the dude, you got him. He's a high value man. Got it. What do you have to do now? What's your responsibilities? 
I, I don't have a real answer. My answers right now, I, I probably shouldn't give because they're they're gonna bite me in the ass. Okay. If I gave okay. these answers today. All right. But I tell you, I think um, what I would want to communicate is that while I do believe in you, taught I think it was you that taught me this last season, or maybe it was season two, about what your pops taught you about being a husband and being in long-term relationships and it's just like mm-hmm. you got to take it you just got to take it right right i think what i just want to communicate is that men also want to be served men want to be served and it doesn't mean that you always cooking and bringing in his plate but ask yourself ladies when was the last time you went to your man and said Hey, baby, what do you need? Hey, baby, what can I get for you? When was the last time you said, hey, baby, let me get that for you? Okay. And just that, just that, just that. Let's just start there. Okay. I know we're, as men, we're expected to check in on our ladies, to be available, to be attentive. But I think the one thing in expectation is that you... Uh, pay attention to us and serve, serve your man. I like that. I like that. I want to add on to that. I know when I was dating, I would consistently ask women that I was dating. And a lot of times I didn't get the answer I wanted. I would ask them two things. Who are you? And what do you have to bring to the table? Mm-hmm. And Stu, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. A lot of pe- a lot of women got upset about that, or mm-hmm. it was just very jarring. It's like, who am I? Mm-hmm. What do I have to bring to the table? You know. And mm-hmm. so, going back to this, if you're with a high value man situation, I think it's cool to want. And now, I, I like. I'm gonna go back, piggyback off of what Mark said. He said everybody, every man wanted to be a high value man. I don't agree with that, but I do agree that most women would like to have a high value man. Mm. And so I would just encourage the women to think about if you want this guy, what do you have to bring to the table for that situation? He's already high value. Say you are too. You're a high value woman. But again, what are you going to have to do to contribute to that relationship to keep that level of being high value? And and if to the women in that you talked about that uh, took that re- that didn't respond or got kind of in their feelings about it. Hit dogs holler, man. And again, mm. if that's making you uncomfortable, even in this conversation, if you uncomfortable, if you like what I got to bring to the table, not saying that any of y'all ever responded like that, but just in case you did, what I got to bring to the table, then yes, you should be bringing. Then what are you saying? What are you saying? Yes. What are you bringing to the relationship? Right. What is so you just expected to just, just what, what, what? Just what's your expectation? You don't have to do nothing, or you only do what you want to do, and that's it. Right. And a man's supposed to take all your shit and not say nothing. What? Like what's happening? And maybe the ma- the name of our show is misleading, Big Stu. Money, mm. sex, Gen X podcast. Maybe that's misleading in some ways. But ladies, we are not suggesting that uh Money or sex are the end all be all in a high value, a high value relationship. That's a whole show. 
So, all right, so now I'm gonna go back and answer your question. Am I a high value man? Based on this criteria, and I hate doing this, but I, I would say I am. I am a high value man, but I would also say there are some things on this list as we talked about that I wanna continue to evolve and improve upon. I'll say that. I, I would say, I would say I'm I'm a high value man. I'd like to be, but I I I, I haven't hit. Um, I I haven't hit my six figure number consistently in the last couple of years. Okay. Um. So I got to get back to that. Okay. Well, I'm sure uh, you. I'm, I'm I'm on track this year. I think I. Oddly enough, man. <laughs> Another Stu's moment of transference. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, if I could get back into the bag consistently, uh, I think my biggest year. Well, I don't have to get into all of that, but I did have a. Uh, aside from that, I, so then I guess to be honest, I guess I have to say today I'm not a high value man, man. I didn't want to admit that, but based on the ten points. Uh, I've been off on number one. I've been down a little bit on okay. number one for the last couple of years. So today, uh, I have to I have to opt out. Today, I'm not a high value man. Today, that sucks. Yeah, that's it real. Sucks. That's your real answer. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah not today. Okay, all right. Now, now, we, before we get out of here, we got to do characters in corporate. But before we go to that, I'm curious to know. Is this a conversation that you had already been having throughout your life? Did somebody sit you down and talk about this, or was I just left out in the cold? I've never in life had this conversation again. That's why I think I was so shocked by Kevin Samuels having this conversation. My initial response was, Who is this dude? You know, like right. he ain't on shit. Like, what? <laughs> All the time. I'm like. I said the same thing, man. Because you take it as an assault, hit dogs holler, man. Hit dogs. Who are you to even? Who are you to even suggest or ask if somebody else high value? But then I got it later. Every time you respond with that, that who you think you are. Anytime, trust me. That's that's when it's it's hitting you. And yeah. You really got to step back and be like, let me listen to this person again. No doubt. Anytime you respond like that, it's it's it hits you that hard. So yeah. I, I and what it was again, I'll say it again for those who weren't in on the conversation. It was my admiration for the dude showing up as hate. Okay. It was my admiration. So I admire this dude. I do. Um, I like his feng shui. I like his candles. I like his. Uh, you know, I like his style. I like the way his suits fit. I desire to be on that. Like, uh, yeah, that's I, I, what I throwing me off a little bit, man. At first, the candles and the feng shui and all that. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? I was kind of throwing me a little bit, but I get it. I get it. I get it. It's cool. Was I, it throwing you in a way? Was you thinking? Was you was you questioning his manhood? It, it just wasn't what I was used to. I'll say that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that I was open-minded enough to go see him in some in another situation. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's the dude like me. You know, like he's I, I feel him. He knows history. He's strong. He has people coming at him all the time saying that he's a homosexual and just making attacking him because they're it, upset yeah. about being asked these questions or not fitting the criteria.
people bring up the fact that he was divorced twice and all that. And what he's trying to get people to understand is stop focusing on me and focus on the narrative, the conversation. And I respect that. Like, I don't know this guy. I don't know him. I don't know what, what what's going on with him. But I know that this conversation was extremely important. Yeah. For me. And it looks Same. like for you. Same thing, man. I, I just got to a point of admiration. This, he's a dope dude. No question. Um, I, my heart be going out to some of them women he be talking to sometimes. Because he, be he be breaking them down. But some of them straight up need, need to be broken down, man. Y'all, they, some of them women be. Coming sideways, man. And you know what? He made a point that made a lot of sense. He said, we're so far off in our social sort of dynamic. He said, now I'm a 50-year-old man, and I'm on a video with a 20-year-old woman talking to me like I'm I'm crazy. You know, like I'm a kid or that like she could beat me up or it was very disrespectful. You know, and he's constantly saying, hold on ma'am and please and you know all of that he's giving them the respect but you just don't like what he's saying it's true hit dogs holler y'all yeah if you upset about what's being said it's generally something a trigger inside of you no that's all it is so what a great episode so this was episode two Two. of season four Stu, can you give the people a little bit of insight on the I'm not asking for show titles, but the sort of energy that we're trying to represent for the rest of this season. Man, listen, we are trying to bring you useful, meaningful, thought-provoking topics, subjects, and conversations that you can use to change your life today. Mm. We want to bring you content that is not only fun and entertaining, but content that you can learn from. Absolutely. We are trying to be part of the reason your life is valuable. We are leveling you up with raw insights into the minds of some Gen Xers. Now, they be trying to write us Gen Xers off. Like we the lost unknown generation. Lo and behold, we are the generation of influencers, authenticity, realness, quality, strength, style, strength, right? We are the generation born after the civil rights movement. So we are about it. We are about it. And um, we want to share that with you. And hopefully, hopefully you are able to glean some things from this this season that will make your life better. Very eloquently stated, my brother. Very true, very true. And I'm going to tell you all something now. I'm going to tell you what you're about to start seeing from us, too. So we're a podcast, but we're slowly evolving into a platform. Mm. You're going to start to see us start to highlight a lot of you out there who are heroes, everyday heroes, people out there that make have impact. The characteristics that we just talked about, you all are out there doing that. You're going to start to see those posts. We want to be an outlet for you. You know, you might have a company or organization that you're about to launch. We want to help to promote that. You know, we want to be able to show that. We've been showing Gen X celebrities and all of that, and that's cool. We respect them, but we want to now add this into the mix. We want to be a platform to promote all Gen X voices. Indeed. So we're coming. We're coming. 
right, so let's get to this last segment, which is characters from corporate. Before you do that, E, you want to tell them about the download at the website, the high value man checklist? Yeah, yeah, okay, yes. So um, yeah, that's the other change in the season. So we're trying to give you, um, as Stu did allude to, we're trying to give you things you can walk away with. So you can go to our website, moneysexgenxpodcast.com, and over there you will get a checklist of um, are you a high-value man? Play around with this with your significant other, your friends, right. your family. Go through the list, do your own analysis, and see where you land. That's right. Thank you, sir. All right. All right, let's get into this characters from corporate thing. We do this every week. If this is your first time joining the show, this is just our way of trying to give a little feedback to those who are in corporate. We say characters because we know it's a lot of interesting people in a corporate environment. The question usually becomes, you know, is the person writing in the character or the people that they're dealing with? All right. So this week's submission it comes from a 34-year-old black woman who is from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn in the house. Brooklyn is in the house. She says, I get a lot out of characters in corporate because you all are offering feedback that is really tough to come by in corporate America. She says, now I was explaining to my teenage niece the other day that when I was in my 20s, I worked at a call center. Okay, so did I. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. She said, I was telling my niece that I used to work 90 hour weeks, nine zero, 90 hour weeks, and use that money to get apartments, cars, and other things that I needed. Now, as I was talking to my niece, my older sister, who, who is her mother, she's an attorney, and she suggested to me that maybe that working 90 hours a week at that call center wasn't the best use of time because I could have been working somewhere else or using that time better to move further along in my career. Okay. Do you agree with my sister or do you agree with me? And she says, and on a final note, at that time I was totally on my own and I needed that money to survive. Mm. Am I a character from corporate? She was in her twenties, working at a call center, ninety hours a week. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of hours too. Now it's a lot of, but she was on her own doing it, right? Doing it for herself, car, apartment. Yeah, I did it. Like I said, I had two jobs at the same right. time. I was working at one call center during the day and one call center at night. So I get it. I did that. Yeah, y'all from that generation of you. You said it. You saw your pops working, doing whatever he needed to do. To bring home the bacon no and so you kind of took that on i never was on that my pops always had like one supremely high paying job where it always felt like he was the boss and didn't have to do nothing mm -hmm. that's what it always felt like so i've been on that like i ain't about to exert no extra labor if i don't need to but um no you're not a character from corporate you you was doing what you you was doing what you thought you had to do at the time to survive. I think your sister is right. You know that there could have been a better use of your time. Yes, but you didn't know, and you did what you were supposed to do at that time. So you're good, in my opinion, my humblest opinion. I don't think you're a character from corporate. E, what about you? Uh, I don't think she's a character because I, I feel like I was in a similar situation. Um, I do think your sister is right. I may, maybe at a certain point, 
you could have decided to maybe let that go, but I get it. I don't say I wouldn't say you were a character. I agree. You you did what you had to do, and um, you seem like you're okay with it. You know, you seem yeah. like you're at peace with the decision. So nah. But again, your sister, I can see how some would say she's correct. Nothing wrong with that. Something to think yeah. about. You know, yeah. opportunity cost. Yeah. Was there an opportunity cost in play because you spend so much time? Because like you work ninety, maybe you could have. Work sixty, and ninety is a lot. It's only one hundred sixty-eight hours in a week. That's two shifts plus ten hours, so it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So yeah, I, think I wonder now. I guess too. Let me. I wonder what did you stack anything out of that, or was it all consumable goods? Yeah, and what are you doing now? Like, what yeah. are you? Doing? You know, are you yeah. an entrepreneur? You know, I'd just love to know what the progression. Come back, give us some, give us answer some of those questions so we can readdress this maybe in another episode. I'd like to hear, I'd like you to answer those questions. But as of right now, preliminary, preliminary hearing, (laughs) you are not a character from corporate, but the uh, the jury is still out, so you need to answer some questions so we can get back to you. E, before listen, E, I need to point this out real quick. Mark, we're gonna have to do a, a a segment called Eric's Wardrobe Spotlight. Mm. Something you killing them with the hat again. Thank you, sir. Thank again. you. Thank you. Yeah, you keep you appreciate it. Are you a fashionista, man? Are you a fashionista, E man? I don't even know what that means, brother. You know what I mean? Just, e money's wardrobe spotlight. Okay, okay. Right Man, I was trying to I was trying to match your swag from season three. I'm like, I gotta I gotta step up. I gotta get some new hats and yeah, look, this t-shirts look. and you know what I mean. That, that's really what it is. They say steel sharp and steel. Well, you cold, bro. You cold, man. I appreciate it. Call you winter because you are cold. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Hey man, I wish y'all could have seen them seen them Jordan stew hat on yesterday, though. Mm. Wow. Crazy me. <laughs> <laughs> he had a suit on. He had a suit on with the fly hat, a bow tie, and some J. Oh man! The retro, the retro Spike Lee Jordans. Wow. Low, low top, limited editions. You know, e. I, you know, since we've been working together, fo- shoes used to be like my. You know, they were my Achilles heel, man. Shoes, man. Because I, everybody, y'all don't know. So first of all, Eric is six four. Yes. I'm 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, I didn't realize that until yesterday either. I'm like, this dude yeah. is taller than me, man. You yeah. know, I don't meet too many people that's taller than me. That's Every right. I'm and, six, six. and I wear a size 16 shoe. Okay. Yeah, I'm a thirsty. So, so I, I take special pride in my shoes because it's one of the first things people see on me. Okay. So when they, and I, I got this from my youth, man. It's one of those things that came out of my childhood. Because my feet were so big, I always wanted to make sure that they were fresh. Mm-hmm. But I've gone, even when, when I first met E a couple of years ago, if I got paid, one of the first things I would do is I would buy shoes, sneakers. And so I don't do that anymore, Eric. I, I, I don't think I bought a, a pair of shoes, uh, gym shoes in a, in a year. But I was just saying that to say I take I take super pride in my sneaker game, especially wearing a size 16. Generally, man, people compliment my sneakers. uh, And, you know, hey, 
it's 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 a defense mechanism of one and you know hey man it's just one of the things that uh that i'm into man making sure the sneakers are right the shoe game is right yeah i'm like that with the hats man i, I love hats I, I order them all the time or go in the store and pick them up i don't know it's just something about putting on a fly hat it just makes me feel good you know what it I mean? makes so you I look good too, bro thank you thank you so i can relate to your in your love for sneakers and all that like it's I think everybody should have those things that just make them feel good. You know what I'm saying? Some people will be like, a material item can't make you feel good. Well, I don't know. I, I right, right. That's what we're doing. So, yeah, man, thank you for uh, pushing me to step my game up in season four. Do we know the episode title for next week? Um, no, I don't. I should. Um, I could get it real quick. Why don't you get ready to introduce our pool music artists? We're going to do that segment, but uh, and Mark, I'm getting it, I'm looking it up right now. So, okay, oh, I apologize for not having that. I should know it. Don't worry, it's taking me oh, a little bit. Wow. That's next week, okay. What is it? He got it already. What does it mean to be an African American? Okay. And we're gonna have we we have we're slated to have a special guest, um, brother Sean McGee from DC. He he is the lead of a band called Black History. And I think we have Africa Porter joining us that oh, that next week. That. That's gonna be okay. That's gonna be live. Yeah, Africa and uh, Sean McGee. Does he, he the Black History is the name of the band, right? Yeah, Black History. Yep. Uh, we went to their album release party virtually a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, that'll be a great, lively conversation. So we look forward to having you all for that. 11.30 a.m. next Sunday. We're going to let it be what it is. Uh, we, let's close out, man. This was good, Stu. This all right. Let's, I appreciate that. 11.30 a.m. That's Central Standard Time, y'all. Central Standard Time. We will see you same platforms. And uh, until next week, we got to say peace. But we're going to leave you with this music's pool artist. Who is the yeah, pool artist? Hey, listen, pool? listen, man. Uh, I want to highlight somebody different. It seems like we always highlighting Gino Pacino. Because he cold. Because he cold. And I know there are so many artists on the pool platform but this week, we're going to bring back Gino Pacino, Moment of Praise, the gospel joint that he dropped. Um, it's on pool, musicspool.com, Moment of Praise, featuring King Chaz, Gino Pacino. I'm only going to play a piece of it. Okay. But here we go. Praise the Lord for the this mercy grace, this your name of praise, praise the Lord for the day. His mercy grace, this your name of praise. Even at my lowest point, I know you was gonna anoint me. The game went up zero point three. You know what a time is right, and you lay me down at night. I know if I ever did it wrong, that you would make it right. Thankful for your willing grace, humbled in your warm embrace. Every time they try to tear me down, that smile was on my face. Yeah, my you know.
me. I knew I was ever sent. Ever since I'm covered by the blood, I'm in my element. Come Lived on, a life man. of decadence, made me feel irrelevant. Gave my life into my Lord and Savior, I've been better since. They say I'm a better man. I'm hoping you understand. Everything can change with the Lord. I'll give you my hand. One percent of two a saint. Never had to contemplate Come on, how I made it up until this point. Let me reiterate. They say I'm a better man. I'm hoping you understand. Everything can change with the Lord. I'll give you my hand. Come on, man. Come on, man. Hmm. All right, they got to go catch that. Another strong track from Gino Pacino. Man. Starring the making. And King Chaz. And King Chaz. King Chaz. King Chaz. King Chaz. Chaz. All right, right, we out of here, man. We out of here. It's a wrap. We will see you good people next week. Until then.